Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place where you will find all types of conversation like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a place where we support one another in business and personal life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Jared Moses, and he's going to be, he is, in, uh, his brand is the Mentally Ill Film maker so i am so excited it's about mental health so i can't wait to uh start talking to him welcome jared to the uh show tell us what is life with you hi how are you thank you for having me i truly do appreciate it um yeah i've been i've been uh doing doing the whole podcasting thing myself for for a little while um off and on for a few years different podcast projects but most recently i started doing the uh the mentally ill filmmaker podcast where I just week in week out I talk about the struggles that I deal with um trying to become a professional filmmaker as well as I do once a month I do an interview with a creative and we talk about you know their background and stuff but I typically just try to give my advice based on the things I've been through as well as some of the stuff that I'm coming up against and struggles that I'm having uh because it's it's tough <laughs> to to yeah. be creative as well as dealing with mental health stuff yeah well I usually ask like how your mission started but it seems like it's more like me whereas I have struggled for so long and now I just want to help people out there you mm -hmm. know so which was like the turning point where you like oh I need to help other people I'm not alone. um well it, we're gonna, I guess we're going to start a little bit heavy, but um, for me, it, it started where I, it was after, I want to say after my fourth suicide attempt, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who told me that I don't get to quit, that my story, the things that I'm going through are going to, I owe it to the people that are going to hear my story that I haven't heard yet uh, to keep going. And that the experience that I have, the things that I've been through, the stuff that I've dealt with, there are people out there that are dealing with it just like I am, either either some of them dealing with the same exact thing, some of them dealing with similar things, but me being present, me being in the world, me sharing my experience, me talking about it is going to help someone. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not obsessed with getting big numbers or lot large audiences if i can help just one person who feels or has felt like i feel then you know that that's worth it and that ultimately got me started on on my mission um to try to talk about mental health publicly um and then i started to realize that as a filmmaker it's a conversation that's not often had um mental health we as creatives in general but specifically in the filmmaking industry it's You'll, you'll hear about it from certain actors or people like that, but just overall, as, as far as like behind the scenes, it's not something that's often talked about. And so I figured, you know, creating a podcast that sort of talked about some of the stuff that we as filmmakers deal with, um, or any creator for that matter deals with, it's, it's, I thought it would be very, very useful. So that's why I decided to, to double down on, on what I love to do as well as what I deal with and what I know in and out um and i've navigated the world with for over 30 years so 
Nice. I love it. And I love it that you're still here and we got to meet and we're Thank on you. this mission and help out other people to not feel alone right. and to understand like your darkest days are is still a season. Mm -hmm. And there's more better things in the future. But yeah, sometimes when we're there in the darkest, darkest days, we don't see the light, mm -hmm. you know, and exactly. I, I'm glad that you just one step forward one day at a time, you know, one hour at a time sometimes. But uh, yeah, so have you always been interested in filmmaking? Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, for the most part, since I was a little kid, I, I loved I loved filmmaking. I loved the art of it. Um, my, when I was around, I want to say maybe seven or eight years old, uh, my mom explained to me exactly how film worked because I had a completely different idea of how it worked. I had I had seen plays and things like that, so I thought that you know when when a, when a movie was on television, actors went to the studios and they were performing live all the time. I had no idea that it was like this set amount of months that people worked together and put this thing together and, 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 and created it. And now it's lasting um, for all time. And when I found that out, I thought I could have an imagination. My, I have my imagination and I could have a thought and I can have an idea. And that idea can be worked on by multiple people and then live on way after I'm gone from the world. And that's, really really cool and i really want to be a part of that um i've always loved storytelling that's been my thing since i was a very even small even younger than than eight i was i was storytelling and so i learned how to do screenwriting and things like that when i was a teenager um, but i only recently came into the getting behind the camera and actually bringing those stories to life that's something i've only done within the last like i want to say two years That's awesome. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. So tell us more about it, this new journey. Um, so it started uh, around COVID. Um, so when, when COVID started, I lost my job. Um, me and my wife, we worked for the same company and we both the company went out of business. Um, and so my wife ended up getting another job uh, and that job covered all of our, our bills and everything. And so she told me to take a year to, to find the thing that I wanted to do. Um, that I could do that it didn't matter if I got paid or not just find the thing you want to do and so I said you know I had been making excuses for so long uh, for not jumping into the filmmaking thing and I said you know what I'm actually gonna try to get that going and so I tried that I did the whole online there's so many uh, online schools and stuff for it and they were good but they weren't um, as intense as I wanted them to be so I I ended up hiring a, a coach or not so much a coach, but like a, a mentor or a tutor who would teach me. And so he's been teaching me stuff and has been giving me assignments and things like that. So I've been doing that and getting better and better at it as I go. Um, and I found like a new love for it. It's almost, um, it, I find that for me to stay mentally, uh, mentally fortified i have to be working on things i have to be doing things um and do and the, and the thing with film is that it's there's always something to do like always so you have to um, make sure that you are staying on top of all of your you know all these all the tasks that you have all of the the goals that you have making sure that you're able to do that um keeps me like in check as far as mentally i, I don't 
drift. I, I don't allow myself to get, I mean, I still have my moments, you know, obviously you, you get the moments of, of getting down, but I just found that the more and more I work on film, the more and more I realize that this is not only my calling, but it's also, it's almost like my, my therapy in a way. And I, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And it's been, it's been fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a podcast, you know, you, you just keep going and it gives you life. And yeah. once you find that, it gives you purpose as well. Right. So I love it. Um, um, but yeah, what else do you want our list, my listeners to know about you and what you offer? Um, yeah, well, for me, I, I just mostly, mostly I want people to get out there and, and try things. That's the thing that I'm I'm really promoting for people. I really want like so much of what we do or we don't do is um, based off the things we're afraid of and the things we feel majorly uncomfortable with. I know for me, so when we talk about mental health and we talk about um, anxiety, anxiety being something that a lot of people deal with. And I think that a lot of people don't try things based on the level of anxiety that they have towards it. Um, for me, new things in general are are super they, they cause major amounts of anxiety for me and that's typically because it's unknown it's 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 scary um to do and i'm really big on just telling people you know get out there and try something new and and it, and it doesn't have to be all at once like you don't have to go all in on something like learn to grant yourself a little bit of grace and say hey this is new to me it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a professional at this thing yet. So like, if you, let's say, for instance, you, you want to go, I don't know, rock climbing, for instance, um, and that, that drives you crazy or makes you really nervous. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to climb a mountain. You can just go and do something where you climb, go to a small area where climb a hill, do something small and just, and, and every single time you do it, do it, take it one step further. But you know, I find that the idea of giving yourself grace and being kind to yourself um, is really, really important in trying new things. Because we, I know me personally, I have a tendency of being really hard on myself. And when I'm hard on myself, I'm not very kind to myself. Um, and so like, if I, if I don't do something that I set out to do, like if, for instance, I say, I want to make a short film and I don't do that short film because for whatever reason, it intimidated me, made me super anxious, whatever. I'll, 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 I'll just treat myself so badly because I didn't do the thing that I, I wanted to do. And instead of doing that, I tend to make sure now I try to make sure that I set smaller goals and just try to do them one step at a time. So instead of saying, I'm going to make a short film, I say, okay, well, today I'm going to set up my camera. That's all I'm going to do. That's the only thing I'm going to do today. And once I do that, it's done. I've, I've, I've got a small victory. I'm, I'm moved up. Tomorrow, I'm going to set up my lights. I'm going to do that. That's all I'm going to do. And then so on and so forth. And just one step at a time. And on the days where I don't do the thing I set out to do, I just remember to say, it's okay. It's all right that you didn't do it today. You can do it tomorrow. And just granting myself grace, giving myself um, tiny steps and celebrating small victories. That is what I try to advocate for everybody that I talk to. Make sure, because I talk to people all the time and they're always so um, hard on themselves for the things that they don't do and the things that they, they want to do, but they just can't get past it. And, and then they fail to acknowledge the small 
things that they accomplished, the smaller things. Like, even if you don't do any of the major things you planned on, you know, getting out of bed in the morning, making your bed. Um, if you take medication, taking your medication, taking a shower, those little things that seem so insignificant, those are actually victories because those things are really, really hard to do sometimes, especially I know for me dealing with depression when I'm in like the pit of my depression, those, even those little things are like really, really difficult to do. So just get out and do things, try things. And, and, and if you don't succeed at it, grant grace, that's the number one thing I could suggest for anybody. Yeah, no, I love that. I just started giving myself grace not too long ago. I would say like less than a year. So Mm. I'm glad that you're saying that as well. Like, you know, loving yourself is important as well, too. Uh, I'm in like, I think it's my almost two year anniversary of loving myself. Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So it's not an easy journey, but it's a lot of work and you have to be intentional about that work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it starts with just looking for different tools and resources that work for you. And then something that might have worked for me, it doesn't work for you. But then it gives you an idea of like, oh, okay, that's in the hobby category. Let Mm -hmm. me look for other hobbies that I might enjoy. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I had a question for you. You said that you um, started started this podcast for for a while ago. How long ago did you start it? Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, uh, a year and four months. Wow, so okay. it was December 28th of 2021. Nice. I was all like, I need to wait till January. And I was like, <laughs> like, for real, that's what's stopping you right now. <laughs> A few days. <laughs> How did you stay so consistent, though? For I mean, it, it, it's fantastic. It's, I know that a lot of podcasters, they, they do it and they sort of fizzle out after like, you know, five episodes or six episodes, but you, you've been doing it for, for a year, almost a year and a half. Like, how, how do you stay consistent with that? I love it. It gives me energy <laughs> and I'm crazy. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say <laughs> because I'm obsessed with it. Like, I love it so much. I'm obsessed with it. And I only think about podcasting morning and I just started a new podcast in Spanish. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I tried to do it on my own. But mm-hmm. I can't, even though Spanish is my first language, mm-hmm. uh, you really wouldn't think so because I like, I, you can tell my accent, but like I speak more English than I do Spanish. Like mm-hmm. Spanish is for my family. Uh, but I want to bring more content because my family watches me, you know, on Facebook and things like that. And they're like, okay, me no speak English. So <laughs> can you bring some Spanish? You did came from Puerto Rico. So, uh, well, the first six months I was like on and off. I was trying to stay consistent, but I didn't know what I was going to be talking about. So I was trying to figure it out, what was going to be my message and this and that. And then about July, my virtual assistant now, she reached out to me because one of her clients, uh, she was like, hey, I think she will be good for your podcast. And I took it as a sign from the universe that I was ready to do (laughs) interviews. And that was like almost 60 interviews ago. Wow. So I have uh, I post uh, two podcast episodes a week. And my friend that I'm doing the Spanish podcast, she's like, you know, you can do once a week. You don't have to do twice a week. (laughs) And I'm 
<laughs> like I know, but I love it. I have so much content. Like with twice a week, this interview is gonna be uh published in June, mm-hmm. but we're actually recording in April. Right. So I love that. I just I in getting to know new people, mm-hmm. and my main niche is mental health. So I get a lot of coaches. Oh, okay. And I just want to create a community where we support one another and then share tools and resources that have helped us to uh, survive any struggle or just to get to where you are today. I'm right. very intrigued of your journey. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I, I appreciate that. I, and I appreciate people who are like that. I, I feel like the same reason why I I started to add interviews to my show. Uh, I I've not been doing it as long uh, as you. Um, well, at least not this one. I I did have another podcast that I did that was a little bit longer, uh, but it wasn't an interview show. Um, but um, for me, the the idea of of interviewing, I th- I think <laughs> it's a little. My my reasoning has been a little more selfish. In the sense that, although I hope that the interviews that I do bring um, bring awareness and bring value to the people that listen to my podcast, it's also a chance for me to meet new people, um, connect with them, and 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 sort of break the ice. And 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 as a writer uh, and screenwriter, it's important for me to expand on uh, my worldview. So learning other ways of seeing how the world is and seeing how other people, because we all see the world differently and we all have different perspectives on what things are and what things aren't and getting to talk to people every single month. um, I get a different perspective on how to see the world and and it helps with my writing, but it also just helps with inspiration for getting through the day. Um, Sometimes when I'm not feeling my best i'll listen to an interview that i did where somebody said something that was really really powerful and it, and sometimes it helps to just sort of pull me out of that so yeah i can definitely relate to that do you have like a survival kit i created one for myself when it comes to my no, mental health well, what what is what is what's in that what's in that sounds... so it's pretty much uh basic things that you need to mm-hmm. bring you back to yourself. Oh, wow. Because one, I deal with anxiety a lot. Mm-hmm. And that when once I'm in the danger zone, like, that's it. No logic, no nothing. I'm in the danger zone. I'm about to freak out. Either slap me or don't do that. <laughs> don't. But I'm just I'm very sarcastic. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, slap me or take me to the hospital because I can't breathe. So anyways, it's like things like breathing, you know, so you remind yourself like, okay, take a deep breath because something is off. Mm -hmm. So let's calm your system down. Then when that doesn't work, I either walk it out or dance it out. If I'm at home, I'm definitely having a dance party, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to get me out of it because you got to get your uh, body out of movement to you know to switch your brain they say like pay attention to five things in the room or look for colors or things like that I don't have time for that my my, my brain doesn't <laughs> work like that right. so I have to have a system so that's step two step three then I am a religious uh 
a Christian, a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. So it's either prayer or positive thoughts, you know, to start coming in. I use Pinterest uh, quotes sometimes when I need to reset my brain. Mm -hmm. And then ask for support, you know, of your friends. I have uh, a very small circle. But that circle knows about my mental health diagnosis, which is seven of them. Uh, anxiety, depression, bipolar, uh, ADHD symptoms because of trauma, PTSD because of trauma, codependency, and anger issues. And so that my close family, well, the whole internet knows now. <laughs> <laughs> but my close family, you know, they know how to reach out. But that's like, the things that I remember to do to get me to feel back to the present moment and feeling like, okay, it has passed. So it's just like that. Sometimes just taking a deep breath here and there, it works and you're fine to go just to remind yourself to breathe. But when does that doesn't work, then it's like you have to have a backup system to get you back feeling makes like sense. you want to be feeling. That definitely makes sense. I don't, I don't personally have one, but I think that, I think that that's something that I should invest in, uh, invest some time in, in, in putting together for myself. Um, so for, for me, my mental, my mental health diagnosis is, um, I have schizoaffective disorder, which is for, for, for your listeners, if they're familiar or not familiar, um, the best way to describe it is it's almost like a hybrid of, bipolar and schizophrenia and so i deal with a lot of uh, hallucinations auditory and um auditory and visual as well as the mood swings and the anxiety and depression that tends to come with um as well as some of the mania that comes with bipolar um so i deal with those i was diagnosed with adhd when i was a kid but i've come to not fully accept that diagnosis simply because I'm a firm believer and this is just my belief, but I'm a firm believer that ADHD is something that shouldn't really be diagnosed until a person is uh, an adult simply just because I feel like a lot of the symptoms that go along with ADHD could be misconstrued um, or, or some of the symptoms are oftentimes the same behaviors that most children exhibit anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it can be very difficult to really accurately diagnose that. And so I feel like as you learn to um, react to things in a more um, reasonable manner and behave in a more reasonable manner, then I feel like you're able to sort of assess what's out of the ordinary versus what's ordinary um, for an adult per se. Um, and so I just, I don't know. So I don't really, I don't know if I'm necessarily, if I necessarily have ADHD, I've never been tested after my, after I was a kid, I I never got tested Mm -hmm. again. So I've never really like clung to that as kind of like something that, uh, I identify as a person who deals with that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I struggle with. I also struggle with social anxiety and, um, 
yeah, that, that, those are my things. <laughs> um, and for me, I'm over here like, oh my gosh, your brain. Sorry, I I don't want to offend you, but like my my thing is like, <laughs> your brain has to be so freaking amazing. I know that it's a struggle and it's hard in some places, but that explains the filmmaker mm -hmm. part of you, and I I just love it. Like for me, every time, like I don't know, I just get excited because it's just how the brain works. Right, this is so amazing and I, I i do agree with you when it comes to the kids and diagnosis i think it should be more of an adult conversation mm -hmm. not part of the kid depending on the scenario of what's happening right. just because for kids it's such a big deal whatever you tell them mm -hmm. that they might not be able to process like if i got my diagnosis when i was a kid i don't think i will comprehend what's happening Right. Of more of working with the parents right to give them tools to change how they treat the kids without them knowing you know exactly. in a, in a in a sense depending on the situation because i have a friend that she her daughter has some major uh diagnosis and like she has to have the conversation with her because of the tantrums and everything else that's happening uh, when she's going into big emotions. And I mm -hmm. love the way that she speaks to her because I'm like, I wish a grown up would speak to me like that right now. <laughs> like you're feeling big emotions right now. So now how we can bring you to a happy place? Do you know your happy emotion? How can we get to that? <laughs> and I'm like, can we do that right now? Sometimes. <laughs> I get mixed up with all of the um, emotions and things right, like that. Right. But yeah, so yeah, I, I just, it's the brain part that I'm like, oh my God, your brain has to be so freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not offended by that at all. Like I, I, um, I just had a conversation with my niece who also struggles with um, mental health, uh, mental illness and things of that nature. Uh, we used to have a podcast called Family Therapy where we, would talk about Ooh. um <laughs> philosophy and stuff like that but and mental health stuff and it was really about uh two different generations so it was a millennial such as myself and then her as a gen z um person uh our views on on society and and, and emotions and mental health and stuff like that and, and we <laughs> we put all of our family drama and family uh tea if you will out for the world to see but um we took a break because she had to deal with some things and i did too but um we had a conversation recently where she had mentioned um she was worried about the name uh the mentally ill filmmaker and she was worried that people would react to it negatively or think that i'm defining myself from my mental health or my mental illness and i explained to her that i don't think it i don't think of it that way because to me and i hope that anybody who struggles with mental illness takes this piece um to heart because for me i truly believe that mental illness regardless of how you look at it regardless of the dark times that it may cause you is a superpower it's a superpower or it because it it will alter the way that you see the world it will change it i think the most cool rounded about rounded people that i know struggle with mental illness they're we're we're often more empathetic than most people we are often um more we're just kinder more often than not um 
we see we, we we tend to give people more chances than they deserve um we it's just yeah the people, that, the people that i know are that way and i think it's just because we see the world differently and so when i say i'm the mentally ill filmmaker it's a badge of honor to me i wear that like superman wears the s on his chest it's something that to me i wouldn't be who i am today if i didn't have um the illness that i have and so and i'm proud of it i'm proud of the things that i've learned about myself the things i've learned about other people you know i spent time in a hospital and in, in, in a few hospitals and a few group homes and i met so many people that were so different that were so interesting that changed the way i look at the world and the way that i approach people and the compassion that I have for people is all due to me having this illness and the, the, the route that this illness has taken me on the path that this illness has taken me on has made me a more roundabout person. And I'm grateful for that. And that is why as, as bad as some days get, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world because I, I wouldn't be who I am today without it. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just I, I'm proud of it. Yeah, I, I gotta say I agree with you because I I I do see it, my mental health as my superpower. And then it wasn't until I got the diagnosis that I I was able to give myself some compassion and some grace because there's no way that my bestie will come up with to me and set tell me all of that and me treat her like shit. Right. But it coming to me i treat myself like shit mm-hmm. and i have ex- unrealistic expectations now when i understood a little bit more about the bipolar like now that i'm more self-aware and i can acknowledge where i'm at when i am triggered that i can feel the bipolar that i'm like literally i'm like it is it is an out of body experience because you're like, okay, I don't want to be this angry. I don't want to be this out of control, but I'm feeling my body like, oh, it's about to come out. And now to be able to like, okay, mm-hmm. and bring myself back. That's a damn superpower. Right. And people don't understand and don't give people enough credit of having that control to be like, okay, I know that there's something different about my brain. Mm-hmm. So I have to take different actions when it comes to dealing with people or dealing with myself. And the self-awareness and the inner uh, child work, inner work, I mean, all the stuff that you have to do to just deal with today. Mm-hmm. People just usually just wake up and yeah. start their day and let's go, go do this. For us, sometimes it might take hours, it might take days to get the shit done, but we still get it done. So right. I'm proud of you for that, man. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you as well. And that's and that's true. You're right. It, it, there's some there's some people that yeah, they can get up and they go about the day and it's 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 nothing to them. Or you know, everybody has their thing. Everybody has mm-hmm. stuff that's bothering them, things that are going on. Everybody deals everybody deals with depression in one to one, oh, oh, yeah. you know, one extent or another, but for those of us that have um, a little bit more to carry, I think sometimes it's easy for us to look at it from the perspective of, you know, I wish it was easier for me, 
and I know for me, that was definitely something that I thought a lot of. I wish, I wish it was more like, um, you know, my wife, my wife is, is an extrovert and she loves to be out in the, in, in the world and talking to people, social butterfly and all of that. And I'm, I'm, I'm introverted and I'm so, I have social anxiety. So I, sometimes I watch her talk to people and I watch her interact with people and I, and I wish I could be more like that. But then I think about it and I realize the fact that I have social anxiety, the fact that I'm introverted, it makes me more observant. It makes me more of a person who takes a step back and absorb observes what's going on. I listen more than I talk and I hear. And because I listen more than I talk, I, I understand people and I and I'm a better judge of character than a lot of other people that I know simply because I I pick up on the things that other people wouldn't necessarily pick up on because they're not they're not looking or they're not seeing it. And so while our world sometimes moves a little bit slower than other people's, sometimes slower is better. Uh, because sometimes with slower, when things are slower, when you, when you get anxious about things, you get anxious about them oftentimes because you're worried about certain things. You're worried about something because you're far more observant of what could happen uh, than, than somebody who rushes into it. And then, you know, things go horribly wrong for them. Um, you have that ability to stop and say, no. I can see all the different possible scenarios of where this can go really bad for me. And that makes me super anxious. Um, or, or if you get depressed, it's because I feel like people who get depressed a lot of times it's because we feel things far deeper and we, uh, our emotions are, our, our heart is so much bigger and it's, and, and then within that, the, the things that hurt us, the things that scare us, the things that bother us all come from a sense of life going a little bit slower for us it's like um i always think having a mental illness is kind of like the rest of the world is watching a movie on regular speed and we are watching the world at half speed we're watching the world a little bit slower so we're noticing all the things that everybody else just sort of speeds by and because we watch all the things that everybody else just seems to speed by we feel all of those things. We feel it. We, we sense them. We, we get anxious about them. We get depressed about them. We get, we get frustrated and we get angry. We get all those different things because we're, we're, we have the time to stop and take a look at all that while everybody else is kind of like, I don't have time for that. And while some people may see that as uh, a flaw, I see that as beautiful. I see it as amazing. It may not always feel good. And that that's, that's kind of the curse of, of, of it being that way is it doesn't always feel good, but it's it allows us to see the world more deeply than than most people can and like i said that ultimately is a superpower that's something that that you can't really describe to other people that don't get it that don't that don't understand it. and it's why i think um and that's that's specifically dealing with mental illness not so much just handling mental health because handling mental health that is something that we all need to do no matter who you are we all have we all have things and we all have to make sure that we're mentally okay. And that we're mentally processing the things that are going on. Um, another thing I had a conversation with someone about was trauma and yeah. how often we are neglectful to, uh, of our trauma. Like there are some things that we'll, we'll know, like if somebody, if somebody um, abused you or um, treated you in a really horrible way, or you went through like a really traumatic experience, we tend to, we acknowledge those things. But when it comes to something like, I don't know, somebody cheats on you or somebody um, made you feel embarrassed uh, at work 
or you you tripped and fell in front of a bunch of people or any of those types of things those things are also trauma and we tend to discount them or discredit them and say you know it, it's not a big deal or it, it's you know it happens to everybody so it's it's you know why should i why should i make a big deal out of it i think it's important to acknowledge all trauma and validate all trauma no matter what it is there's nothing too small if it if it if it impacted you in any type of way it's important to acknowledge it it's important to validate it and make sure it's seen um it doesn't have to be seen by the rest of the world but at least you you yourself can say this is something i went through this is something that happened to me and i acknowledge it i validate it i see it and now i'm able to move on i feel like people can't do that or people tend to become passive aggressive or do all kinds of other things because they don't acknowledge the traumas that they feel or, and they tend to sort of shrug it away or brush it off. It's a hard one because I dealt with guilt and shame and responsibility that didn't uh, belong to me. Mm. So that's a, a lot of uh, people that have survived something hard. That's one of their stopping points. Right. So I couldn't say mine out loud because of the guilt of the shame was so big. Right. And I, I can definitely when I finally that. was able to say it out loud, oh yeah, the release was amazing. I even talked about it in one of my podcast episodes. But uh yeah, the that shame and guilt will eat you yeah. alive. Right. And I agree with that. I, I completely agree with that. And, and and for those types, like I said, that 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 kind of stuff, it's heavy. And that does take it takes a little time to, to work through those things. I, I mean, I'm more referring to some of the stuff that we tend to dismiss as small. Mm-hmm. Um, um, kind of like, kind of like when you, when you're, when you're with uh, kids and a kid trips and falls or, or scrapes their knee and we have a tendency, people say, you know, you have some people in the school of thought where they say, oh, if you make it a thing, the kid will make it a thing. Um, as opposed to there are other people who tend to believe acknowledging that if your kid is crying because they tripped or they bumped their head or they did whatever, acknowledging that and acknowledging that they experienced a level of of, of trauma to themselves, something that made them feel something, like you said, big emotions, something that made them feel big emotions. Acknowledging that is not a bad thing and learning to to teach our, our children as well as to do it ourselves is to learn when we need to acknowledge when something triggers a big emotion for us, um, no matter what it is. Um, and we have, uh, people can be so dismissive. I feel like sometimes yeah. of, of what people do feel, you know, if I, if I saw, if I saw uh, somebody get hit by a car or I saw, you know, something that for other people, it didn't happen to you. You didn't know the person. What, what, why are you, why are you, you know, it's like, but no, that it affected me and it made me feel like you said, big emotions. And I need to kind of feel that and accept that. And then, you know, I'll be ready to move on when I'm ready to move on. Um, but I think learning to just sort of validate what we feel, what we experience um, is imperative for growth as a human being. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> so yeah, where can my uh listeners find you? Um, uh, you can find me at my website, the at www.thementallyillfilmmaker.com. Um, and ultimately all my social media links are, are there. My podcast is there, my blog is there. Um, so yeah, just the mentally ill filmmaker.com. 
Awesome. I will put that in the description of the episode. And I really have to say, like, I love that name. Like, <laughs> like a lot of people might not get it, but like I get it too. And that, that was awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh well, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Uh, you can find my podcast in all major platforms as well as my YouTube channel. So you know the drill. Uh, like and subscribe. Hope you have a blessed day.